This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening, Rabbi Sai. Sorry for the delay, we're up to Masachti Vamais. Can you imagine? That's what we're up to. And we're up to Dapi Chesamon Beis. The Mishnah said that if an Eidacha testifies that a person's husband died, and then they remarry, and the guy walks in, Tetzay Mizeh Mizeh. Rav said that means uh, this only applies if she married but with one aid. If she married with two aidim, she does not have to get divorced. Now the Gemara and the Havamino thinks that what Rav meant, that if she get married um, with two aidim, she does not have to get divorced, is that she could say with the second guy. That was the Gemara's Havamina. That when she got married with one aid, so then she has to leave the second guy. But when she got married with two Adam, she was allowed to marry the second guy. So she could stay with the second guy. So the Gemara said they laughed at this ruling in Eretz Yisrael. Because the husband walked in and you could say, you're going to say that she's allowed to stay with the second guy? So the Gemara says, you know why she's allowed to stay with the second guy? When two Adam say that the husband died? Because we have no idea who this guy is. The guy shows up, he says, I'm the husband. We don't know him from a hole in the wall. He doesn't look like the husband. So Gemara says, well, if we don't know he's the husband, then even if she got married with one age, she should be able to stay with him. So the Gemara says, the case is that two Adim come and say that this guy is the husband. We were with him the entire time. We did not, we did not separate from him even for a moment. And... So if one aide said the husband died and two aides say, no, here he is, you just don't recognize him, then she has to get divorced. But if two aides say the husband died and then two aides say, no, he was with us the whole time, she could stay with him. To which the Gemara says, why in the world could she stay with him? It's still tray tray, And if she would live with him, it's an asham taloi. And therefore she should have to get divorced. That's what we're up to. Soiv soiv tray tray nenu. In the end, it's two against two. Someone who lives with her is Chayv and Asham Taloi. So therefore, why could she stay with the second guy? At the end of the day, we, we have two Adim that say that the husband uh, is here. So, so what two Adim said the husband died, but two Adim say this is the husband. Amar of Sheishas, Kugon Shanisseis Echad Me'edeha. Rav Sheisha said, the case is that she married one of the Edom. So since she married one of the Edom, she married one of the two Edom that say, the husband died. So therefore, the guy doesn't have to bring an Ashram Taloi, because he is confident that the husband died. That's why there would be no Ashram Taloi brought, because the person who she married is one of the Edom who says the husband died. So Gemara says, okay, that's good for him. He doesn't have to bring an Ashram Talai. But she would have to bring an Ashram Talai. He gufa Ashram Talai kaima. She would have to bring an Ashram Talai. So Gemara says, no, but Imaris Barili. She says that I know for sure that this is not the husband. He ain't the husband. I don't know who this guy is. He's not my husband. Um, he puts the cap back on his toothpaste. So I know for sure he's not the husband. So, so Gemara says, Iha Chimayla Memra. If so, why would I need Rav to say that she could stay with the second guy? You have two Adam that say the husband died. 
Two as Adam let's say the husband didn't die. He's this we were with him the whole time. But she married one of the Adam let's say the husband died, and she knows the husband died. So why do I need Rav? Because Afilu Rab Menachem Rab Yoisi, even Rab Menachem Rab Yoisi, who says by Treu Trey, she has to leave the husband. Loi Ka'amar, he only said it. Elakishabo Edim, where Edim that came and said the husband didn't die. The Achekach Nisis. Aval Nisis, but if she married, the Achekach Bo Edim, and then the problematic Edim came. Loi Amar. Then Reb Nachem Barab Yosi never said his din. Reb Nachem Barab Yosi only said that she is Tetze if two Edim say the husband didn't die and then she got married. The Tanya. Now we're going to bring in this Machlokes of Reb Nachem Barab Yosi and the Chachamim. This, uh, if you remember back to your yeshiva days, is a Gemara and Ksubis on Davchav Beis Amad Beis. The Tanya. We learned in a brisa shnayim oimrim meis shnayim oimrim loimeis. Two people say that the husband died, and two people say the husband didn't die. Shnayim oimrim nesgarsha shnayim oimrim loinesgarsha. Two of them say that the the woman was divorced, and some say, and two of them say she was not divorced. she's not to get married. And if she did get married, she does not have to leave. She could rely on the two Adam that say she, the husband died or she's divorced. Reb Nachem Reb Yossi says even if uh, that if she got married, um, she has to leave. Reb Nachem Reb says, when do I say she has to leave? That's where Edom came. And then she got married. Edom came and said her husband didn't die, or she's not divorced, and then she got married. But if she first got married relying on the permitted Edom, and then the Edom came, she doesn't have to leave. So presumably the case here of Rav is the Edom that say the husband didn't die came before she married. And, um, excuse me, presumably they came after she married. She first got married based on the Edom that say the husband died. Then she got married. And then the Edom walk in and say, no, the husband didn't die. So then, everybody would agree she doesn't have to leave. I would say, and therefore, does she even have to be a Bari? If she got married based on two Edim, and then another two Edim came in after, then even if she wasn't a Bari, and even if she didn't marry the Edim, Lechaira, says the Gemara, Ki kama Rav Nami, Bizman Shabo Edim Rav was talking about where the Edim came first, and then she got married. We're Rav Menachem, Rabbi Yossi would say, Tetze, and Rav's Chedesh is, Loi Tetze, Lafukim and Rachm, Rabbi Yossi. V'yikadamr, some say, Taima denises v'achikach ba'edim. Rav is saying, you know why she's allowed to stay married? Because first she got married and then the Edom came out. Well, ba'edim, fa'edim came out. And this is Tetze, who would that be going like, come on, 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 Okay, so far so good.
Masav Rava. Rava asked. Now we're challenging Rav, this approach of Rav. That the reason why she's allowed to stay married is because she is a Bari. And it's two against two and she married one of the Edom. Masav Rava. Minayim Shimloi Ratsa Dafnai. Any Kaihanim here on the share? Leviim? Nasinim? I'll leave it at that. Okay. But um, here's the question. We know that Kaihanim have to maintain their Kedusha. So let's say a Kayan marries a Grusha or a woman that she is uh Roger, you're a Kayan. Alright. I'll take that as a, yeah. Um, Rava asks the following question. We know that Khan has to maintain his Kedusha. How do I know that if a Khan does not want to maintain his Kedusha, let's say he insists on um, Halavai, okay. <laughs> um, how do you know if he... May uh, if a kain insists on remaining married to a grusha or being metame, how do I know we have to stop him? Minayin shem loyratsa dafna. We force a kain. Tamad loymar v'kidashtai. Therefore, the Torah says, and he will be sanctified. Bal karchai against his will. So we're going to force a kain to stay away from a grusha and not to become tame. Says Gemara hechi dami. What's the case? In what situation do we force the kain? Obviously, it doesn't mean that a kain who married a grusha we're going to make him get divorced because anybody who has, is involved in an illegal relationship we're going to force. There's nothing special about a kain. We always bezin was always responsible to make sure that people are not involved in uh, illicit relationships. So Elamai, it's a case of two against two. And the Kohen got involved. Now if he did not marry one of the Edim, and he doesn't say Barili, Do we need to say that we uh, force him? Of course we would force him. It's two Edim against two Edim. It's a, it's a situation of an Asham Taloi. So we should force him to get divorced. Elalav must be. He married one of the Edom. And she says, another two Edom say she was divorced. Two Edom say she wasn't divorced. And the coin married her. And the coin, um, she got married to one of the Edom, who's a Koyen. In other words, here's the case. One of the Edim who's a Koyen married her. He says, Borili, she was never divorced. She says, Borili, I was never divorced. And uh, the halach is, we whack him, we smack him, we hit him, because it's tray against tray. So we see we remove him from her. So how could Rav say that in the situation where She's Barili, and he mar- she married one of the Edim. She's allowed to stay when it's Trey or Trey. Here we see that even when it's Barili, and even if she says Barili, she cannot be in a situation, stay married where it's Trey or Trey. But there's a Bizinder of Pasuk, I think he does. But right now, 
the Gemara doesn't feel that the Isser Kuhuna should be more of a reason to to uphold a possible uh, situation of Isser. If anything, the fact that that the relationship is only in Isser Kuhuna is more lenient because it's a lav she'enoi shava bakal. In other words, you can make the following argument that if we smack someone who's violating a lav she'enoi shava bakal, so then alachas kama v'kama, we should smack someone in a situation where he, she might, where the woman might be neishasish, which is a lav she'shava bakal. In other words, the Gemara right now, the Gemara ultimately will give that as a possible answer. And the Havamina, the Gemara feels that if we're going to be machmer by Yisra Kuhuna, then alachas kama v'kama, we should be machmer by Yisra Eishasish. Eishasish is much more universal Yisra than, than, uh, than the Yisra of Kuhuna. So ultimately, Rabasi, the Gemara says, Yisra Kuhuna shani, Yisra Kuhuna is different. Only by Yisra Kuhuna, we're going to be mafkinan by barili. Vibay Seima, another pshat. You know what this other pshat is? My dafnoi, dafnoi be'edim. Meaning, if two edim come and say she's not divorced, then before we allow her to marry a koyen, Bezin is going to go out of their way to scan the globe and to do research and hire private detectives to see if there are any edim that she is divorced and we're going to summon them to Bezdin because, in other words, in a situation where they're already married, of course, they could stay that way. But Dafnoi means we're going to go out of the way, we're going to, Rashi says, Matriach, after edim, to be makhish the Rishonim that are mat to her in order for her to marry a Kohen. But once she's Nisais, Rashi says, Loi and if you want, you could say, you know, I in this case we're mafkinamine because we're talking about where the edim came first and then nisays. And who does it go like? And that's why, and it's that it's teitzay. And I have a question for everyone here. I don't have. According to the Chachamim, by Treyu Trey, that Lach is Loy Teitzei. that means you don't need Barili, and it's not Basham Taloi. So, why do you have to say, why did the Gemara have to say? Um, when Rav Rav is talking about a case of Boimeras Barili and Nisus Echameyadeha, just say it's the Chachamim, and you don't need Barili and you don't need Nisus Echameyadeha. So it's uh, it's difficult to understand why why the Gemara had to introduce the idea of Barili and this is Me'edeha. Okay, the Gemara continues. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi Omar, my loy teitzei the Kamarav. What does Rav mean loy teitzei? 
she is not. She does not have to leave her original heter. This was the original assumption of what leitetze means. In other words, the Mishnah says if an eid echad allowed her to marry, and then the husband walks in, so the halacha is that she has to leave the first the first husband because she's a saita. But if two edim said the husband died, and then the husband walks in. Of course she has to leave the second guy. Loitetze means she could stay with the first husband. Says the Gemara, isn't that obvious? Ha'amar Rav Chadazimna. Rav already said this one time, Ditznan. Nisei Shaloi Bershus. If she got married without the Rishus of Bezdin, meaning with two Edim, Muteras she could go back to the first husband. Va'amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav, Hachi Hilchasar, Rav Huna said the Rav, is the Halacha. So Gemara says, in Echanami, Rav did not say it twice. He said it once, and the other statement of Rav was inferred from the first statement of Rav. Chada Miklal de Chaverta. The one statement was inferred from the other statement. Okay. Now we have Shmuel. Idmar. We learned. Amar Shmuel. Shmuel said, Loi Shanu When did we learn that if an Eid Echad comes, when does the Mishnah say that if the husband walks in when she got married by an Eid Echad, that she has to leave him? Where she doesn't say, in other words, here, here's the case. The, the Mishnah says if she got married based on a, an Eid Echad, then she is, has to be Teitze, if the husband walks in. That's only, she doesn't deny the guy. She doesn't say, no, you're not my husband, I'm But if she says, I don't know who you are, she doesn't have to leave the new husband. Because she had a heter of an Eid Echad to re- get remarried. And uh, the fact that the husband walks in, she's denying the husband. So the halacha, that teitze, is only if she's loy makhish, the return of the husband. But if she's makhish him, then the halacha is, she doesn't have to leave the new husband. Sigmar wants to know, b'mayaskina, what are we talking about over here? Ilema b'betrei. If there are two Edim that say this is her husband, who cares if she contradicts him? Rather, one Ed comes and says that this is her husband. The reason why she's like say is she contradicts this Ed. Hashaska. But if she would have been silent, then she would have to get divorced. So the case has to be where one aide said she could get married, and then the husband walks in, and an aide comes and says that this is the old husband. And the only reason, and it's, uh, if she would have been makhesh, it would have been loy teitzeh. But because she's not makhesh, it's teitzeh. 
So the Gemara has a kash on this. So let's think about it. Because the eight echad that she got married based on, she could have relied on like two witnesses. She's entitled to rely on an eight echad that her husband died. But in general, there's a rule that whenever you're allowed to rely on an eight echad, it has the status of two edim. So if it has the status of two edim, then how can an eight echad later come and say, no, your husband died, but we already had something that had the status of two edim? In other words, the rule is, whenever you're allowed to rely on one aid, it has a status of two edim. So she was allowed to rely on the one aid that said her husband died. So when the aid comes and says, no, your husband didn't die, that's one aid versus really two edim. Says the Gemara, Ula, Whenever the Torah believes one aid, it's like two. And one aid cannot contravene that. In other words, if the case is she relied on one aid to get married, and then another aid comes and says, no, your husband is still alive, that's like one aid against two aidim, because the original aid she relied on was reliable like two aidim. So Gemara says, you know what we're talking about over here? You know what the case is when the husband walks in? You know who's defending him? Whenever the Torah believed in Eid you follow the majority of views, and they made two women about one guy, like two men and one guy. What does this mean? The case basically is two Adam come who are who are relatives or women, and they come with the husband. They say, "Here's the guy." And even though if it would be one aid, then we would say the original first aid, who's considered like two Adam, cannot be contravened by one aid. But in this case, you have two puzzle edim against the original one aid. Therefore, in this case where you have two puzzle edim are coming in to say the husband is back, they actually override the original one aid. And if you want, you could say, if you have one kosher aid in the beginning, then then even a hundred women would be like one aid and they couldn't contravene him. Here you know what we're talking about. The original aid that testified to allow her to get married was a woman. The and answer up what Reb Nechemia said as follows. Reb Nechemia, Reb says, Whenever the Torah believed one aid, you're going to follow the majority opinion. You're going to make two women like one woman. 
you make two women testifying again, a one woman, so two women against one woman is like two men against one man. But two women against one man, kepalgu palgadami. Let's see Rashi Vibai Sema. Vibai Sema, like the sixth wide line. Vibai Sema, Kalhecha, the Asa, Eirechad, Kasher, Meikara. If you want, you could say whenever a Kasher aid comes from the beginning, the Amar Meis, who said that the husband died, then even a hundred ladies cannot come and say Loi Meis. It would be an aid, a contradiction in aid. And like Ula said, that the first aid is like a hundred, is like two aidim, and nobody could contradict him. Here we're talking about where you got married based on one woman. So therefore, when another two come, then we follow Roiv Deis. And we'll answer Rav Nechemia as follows. What Nechemia said. Here, the Gemara's Lashon is as follows. We're going to answer Reb Nechemya like this. Reb Nechemya says, Kol makom shamino Torah Whenever the Torah believed one aid, then you're still going to follow Roiv Deois. You're going to follow the majority. That's talking about Apostle aid that we accepted. If we have two psulim against them, we'll make two women, the Isha Achas, like two men, Against one man. But shtei noshim be'ish echad. Two women in one man is kapalgo upalgo, Rashi says. It's like one aid contradicting an aid. And even if she's silent, she would not have to be teitze. Since uh, she got married, like Ula said, the Rishon is neman. Okay. Now, the Mishnah said, Tzricha get mizah umizah. The Mishnah said she needs a get from both of them. So, she got married based on one aid, and the husband came in. So she needs a get, not only from the first guy, but from the second guy. And here's the question. Bishlama may reshine, tibai guy, understand why she needs a get from the first husband, because she was actually married to him. Ela misheni amai. Why does she need to get from the second guy? It's just uh, her relations with him were just nus. Amar Ravuna, Ravuna said, It's a, a gezera that people are going to say that she divorced this one. When they see that the first guy is alive, they're going to think that the second guy married her because the first guy divorced her. And she's an Eishasish Gemurah to the second guy. And if he lets her go without a get, so they're going to think uh, an Eishasish goes out without a get. Gzeira Shemayam Rugire Shevanasaza. 
The first guy divorced her, the second guy married her. Come out, a married woman left without a get. Sigmar says, The Seifa, which is a continuation of this Mishnah, where Amrula, they said to her, Your husband died. And she didn't get married, she just did Kedushin, V'neskadsha, she did Kedushin. V'yachet kach ba'abal, and then the husband came. Muteras l'achzerloi, she could go back to the first husband, because she never had relations with the second guy. Says the Gemara, Hasam Nami, they're also neyma, Girej Zev, Kidej Zev, and Emsa Isha Sish, Yoyit Sabalayget. If she's going back to the first guy, why is she allowed to go back to the first guy without a get from the second guy? They're going to say, that the same thing they're going to say in this case where if she's going back to the first guy they're going to say this guy divorced her the second guy married her and Aisha Sish is Yoyit so we should require that uh, the second guy who was never married to her, we, she sh- should have to give a get. Otherwise, people are going to say that the first guy divorced her, she married the, se- the second guy, and now she's leaving, and Aisha says, you to a get. So the Gemara says, she needs a get from the second guy. Sigmar says, if, if she needs to get from the second guy, then it comes out, the first guy is taking back a, uh, a grusha when she did Arison. Sigmar says, this works out according to the opinion that a, you're allowed to take back, um, uh, you're allowed to be machzer grusha, so mishinas arsa. Says Gemara, Kerab Yosi ben Kippar, the Amar, uh, Rabbi Yisman Kippur says, "Min hanesurin asura uh, from era, from nesuin you cannot take back a grusha. Min ha'erusin muteras, but from erusin you're allowed to take back a grusha." Okay, Rabbi Yisai, we'll try to uh, iron this out over the course of the week. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Bez Hashem, we'll pick it up here. Have a wonderful evening. Call to be well. Bye-bye. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.